Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to yet another episode of Beyond the Present podcast with Daniel Mulligan. How's it going, Dan? And man, buddy, how are you? How's it going? Going to be here with you for yet another great episode. Life is amazing, and we're seeing how the things, the situation is being developed as we speak regarding the yeah. whole coronavirus thing. So we're going to hopefully see how things go. But for now, uh, we are ready for action, and everything is okay. Amazing. Okay, let's talk about it then. Let's dive in. Uh, it's been a few weeks since last we talked about uh, coronavirus and the impacts on the global scale, um, how uh, countries are handling it or whatnot. And well, I, we, we thought that maybe it's a good time to actually recapture that and see how things have progressed, uh, what things have been done since, um, and what things are looking at this point on forward. So uh, let's just dive in and give, 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 uh, give us your perspective. What do you think has been done and accomplished uh, for the better and what has been done and accomplished for the worse. Uh, do you have any general ideas uh, right off the bat? That's right. Well, first of all, I'm glad that the situation is getting a little bit better globally. Of course, there are certain exceptions. Uh, certain countries still are uh, basically uh, at a, ma a major risk here. We're talking about countries like Brazil, which recently uh, got ahead of Russia as the second uh, basically, uh, biggest hotspot of the virus in the world. Uh, of course, Russia's not doing well either. Unfortunately, the numbers are going up, and the increase since uh, basically uh, May 25th has been about 25%. So by the time this uh, show goes on, it's, of course, numbers are going to be much higher. But uh, certainly, certain countries have had certain problems with uh, this issue. Uh, but from my point of view, I think that it's now more under control a uh, certain amount of traveling and from the movement is being restored in some parts of the world, mainly in the European Union. Uh, of course, international travel is still at a halt, and uh, uh, many airliners have uh, suffered tremendously uh, from the situation. But as we are approaching the summer season, obviously it's uh, going to be a little bit easier, even though temperatures have been told to not have a very direct impact on infection rates, as uh, we've seen recently. Uh, for example, Qatar now has one of the highest, uh, basically, growth in number of infections in one day, uh, even though it's uh, one of the hottest places in the world right now. Right. So uh, temperature alone is not necessarily going to be uh, a factor when it comes to the amount of, basically, infection being spread around. But ultimately, it'll be easier because at least there will be fewer people who suffer from major symptoms because of, you know, uh, improved immunity. But Ultimately, uh, right now, we are still not at a point where we can say the crisis is over. Of course, it's not over. And many countries that are now uh, being basically reopened are told that they will have a second wave. It's been uh, told by many experts. Uh, and uh, what we are seeing right now is that people are now more aware of it. But the good news that I've uh, basically recently heard is that people are now being more aware of the facts because I really believe that uh, this coronavirus thing is either, I mean, there are two major theories. Neither could be fully proven. Uh, one is that the whole issue was created for a, a you know, political purpose. The other one, of course, is that it's being abused uh, as a political tool. We don't know what it is, but as of uh, today, as we're recording this, uh, basically, podcast, uh, we heard that uh, this issue is directly linked to certain po major political events of the year, including, of course, the U.S. election. And uh, the recent, uh, basically, uh, Trump's tweet, which was actually for the first time, it's in the, you know, the history of the United States of America, where a president's tweet or a public claim is being uh, basically uh, somehow uh, thought to be inaccurate by a third party, which is Twitter right now. Maybe you heard about this matter. And of course, this was about the coronavirus, because as we know, the coronavirus itself does not have any vaccine as of yet. And uh, we have a U.S. election coming up, of course, this November. So 
a lot of people are saying that a second wave is supposed to hit around the same time, which means that it's much better to uh, go for the election using uh, in-mail ballots. So basically, the ballots are sent to the homes. People vote in their homes, and then they mail it back. And of course, uh, and Trump made a huge big deal about this. Like, no, you guys are using this. This is uh, uh, trying to meddle with the election and all of uh, this is all rigged. Obviously, uh, this is just a claim that everybody would do in this situation because he's losing. But in reality speaking, we are seeing that this issue is now becoming a lot more political. Now, I personally have discussed this earlier on social media, uh, you know, with a couple of my posts that this happened at this time. I'm not going to basically uh, state that my opinion about the whole price is necessarily true because I, as of now, do not have or do not neither have the permission nor have the ability to uh, fully uh, articulate why uh, basically this issue has been uh, basically politicized. But uh, in reality speaking, this is uh, currently, uh, you know, in, in a direction that we think is ideal for a political campaign because uh, we have a, you know, let's just say a and we have a lot of people who are, are supposedly uh, the uh, basically hidden stealth carriers of the virus, many people who do not have any symptoms. So this is a perfect uh, fear campaign that can uh, change a lot of things. Now, personally, given the fact that I'm a liberal and uh, I'm on the side of the Democrats, of course, I am kind of happy about the direction where it's headed because it might actually uh, substantially increase the likelihood of Joe Biden becoming the, you know, the 46th president of the United States. Uh, but in reality, still, as uh, a liberal, we have to understand that people cannot be used as political tools. Uh, that's just against human rights. So am I uh, happy that the current changes in world politics because of the coronavirus is perhaps going to uh, kick Trump out of the White House? Yes, I'm happy about this matter for sure. Am I happy that uh, if someday it is uh, publicly announced that this was all just a political trick, to kick Trump out of the White House and establish a new world order, then I think that people are now being used. Average people are being used as political tools. Many elderly have died because of this issue. And of course, don't mention about all the businesses that have now gone bankrupt because of a, 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 a virus that is not even that dangerous, basically, right? And the other point, of course, was recently uh, was the announcement about the, if the real, uh, basically, death rate of the virus COVID-19 as opposed to, let's say, flu. Because if you remember, we had a podcast earlier, uh, Pujix, and you mentioned that uh, the death rate is uh, substantially higher than the flu, uh, basically. But now, uh, after the research in the past uh, five to six months, now it is proven that if you take into consideration the entire denominator, basically, which is those who are asymptomatic, those who have no symptoms, uh, basically those who have very light symptoms, when you put it all together and you count the actual rate of uh, fatality and death rate of this virus, it actually is in the flu range. It's very close to the flu. And this simply proves what I mentioned earlier on one of our previous programs, that this is just a fear campaign designed to spread nothing but fear. And now, again, I'm not personally unhappy about all of this. Again, I'm not happy about the fact that a lot of businesses around the world have now been hurt uh, because of this. But the direction that is clearly we're headed right now because of the coronavirus is definitely going to make some major political changes in the world, uh, basically. And uh, is this being used as a political tool? Well, we have to wait until the end of the election. But 
things look like it and we have to wait to see how it goes basically but these are what i've heard uh, so far now at the, of course the statistics uh please let me know about some of these uh uh, details right now. So what are the situations? What are developments from your point of view and based on what you've heard so far? Well, I mean, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a tough uh, egg to crack. I mean, from one point, so I'm not sure about what study you're talking about, but I do agree with you that um, uh, in my opinion, from what I'm looking at and where I'm seeing the data and all the research being done that I'm familiar with, that the death rate, death rate and the lethality of this thing is much, much lower than we we uh, we thought it was um, maybe not lower than flu, maybe slightly higher, but not that much higher. Um, it seems that it has some um, damage for the pers- uh, the people who are who go into critical condition and uh, return. So um, there's a little bit of that, obviously. So so it makes it a little bit, I think, more um, dangerous than flu uh, overall. But from what where I'm standing is that yeah, it's not it's not as bad as we thought, which is good news, obviously. Exactly. Um, exactly. But, uh, and on the other hand, uh, it's, it's, it's from, from the p- perspective of, okay, who's at fault? Is it the, per- or is it a, uh, it, was it created, whether in China or by uh, world leaders to, you know, create some new world order? Or is it just, no, it just happened or uh, just being politicized now? Okay, this is a good situation. Maybe we should use it um uh, to to uh, improve our agendas from different parties of different countries i, I it's really hard I, as you mentioned it's, it, you can't really prove anything uh, any of these theories at least right now maybe maybe later uh things come to light but as of as, as of now it seems very very uh uh convoluted and uh, and complex so i I wouldn't really, uh, I wouldn't really comment on it at this point personally because I feel like it's, uh, there's too much cloud of doubt around the matter, uh, especially from the political standpoint. Uh, but what is obvious to me um, is that uh, there is, there seems not to be good amount of world leadership to handle this pro- problem, and it seems like we're in it in a situation and are basically uh, in, a, in a crisis situation, and there are no grown-ups to help lead the way forward i mean like you you well no seriously i mean well from from a very small like scale some countries are doing well over the board but overall globally it seems like okay we we, we're just we're just seeing what happens and reacting to these things i mean to a degree we should react but we also need a comprehensive plan forward and i and and a plan to uh, because we don't know maybe this thing maybe don't we don't find a vaccine we maybe find it tomorrow it's just there's no there's no idea well i'm no. not gonna basically uh, you know you mentioned maybe we'll never find a vaccine well of course if it's like flu as you know flu had the exact same issue right. i mean flu has to be actually changed and updated every probably five to ten years the same sure. probably applies to this one because it's from, it's from the same family basically right it's like yeah. the same type it's uh, respiratory disease uh but ultimately uh, what i am personally uh concerned about is how much it ma- you know made such a big deal and a big uh basically uh, um, you know, news around the whole concept of just yeah. people are now dying and things are, you know, because I myself, I understand marketing, I understand advertising, I understand propaganda. And uh, more importantly, I'm familiar with international uh, business and politics because that's what I do for a living. And in particular, I'm familiar with the Chinese strategy of warfare. And there's a very great uh, book in this regard called The Art of War. Uh, uh, by Sun Tzu. Actually, I happen to read this book both in Mandarin Chinese and in English. And I understand uh, the policies that are now being currently taking place in the world. And if 
you are right now listening to us, uh, I recommend you read the book. Uh, it's a very short book, by the way, the, uh, the Art of War by Sun Tzu. And if you read that book once, probably it's going to take about probably, I don't know, a couple hours if you're like in English, for example. Uh, then you will understand how well a lot of the current uh, changes in politics are now affecting, uh, basically, uh, the world politics. Now, am I currently accusing the Chinese government of using, uh, basically, certain war strategies, certain ancient Chinese war strategies uh, in the modern world? Not necessarily. Uh, and more importantly, do I feel uh, bad about the fact that this might actually uh, kick uh, Trump out of the White House and bring... Uh, uh, you know, a, a very reliable uh, president like uh, Joe Biden, uh, which I'm a supporter of because uh, he obviously is a, you know, liberal, a Democrat. Uh, he's just, he was vice president, of course, uh, uh, Barack Obama, which was another great, uh, one of the greatest probably presidents in the U.S. history. And uh, when you see the direction, I'm happy about the results of it. But then again, there comes the issue of ethics and morality. Is it okay to use certain things like people's lives and not only that, but because in reality, I don't think that, because uh, that's, again, part of the Chinese philosophy in that uh, they are not so much into killing, uh, whether it, I mean, uh, if the virus itself, if you look at like the, the number of infections, the number of deaths, it was not even, the whole number of deaths probably was not uh, a tenth of all the deaths we have in like auto accidents around the year uh, all over the world. But the point is, uh, still it did instill a lot of fear. It did cripple a lot of businesses. It did have a lot of financial damage basically all over the world and not to mention the, the psychological health of billions of citizens around the world. Uh, is this an ethical approach to leadership and politics? I'm not sure. But at the same time, I do know that the Chinese culture and the Chinese mannerism when it comes to leadership and politics is not necessarily concerned with ethics so much as, you know, concerned with uh, practicality and efficiency. Uh, so uh, do I want to accuse the Chinese government of playing a major ploy to uh, somehow uh, get their number one target, which is uh, Donald Trump, out of the White House? Not necessarily. Uh, but what I'm saying right now is that this situation seems very fishy because how could we see that something that initially made people panic so much that in the end turned out to be no nothing more serious than a flu in terms of the actual death rate when you see all those people who do have the virus but have no symptoms? I mean, how, and people are like, man, this is a new HIV. There's no vaccine for it. Dude, HIV is very different than the coronavirus. HIV yeah. means you will lose your immune system, dude. This is just like a flu that you probably, all of us have had many times in our lives, basically, right? Now, uh, but with that being said, a lot of the measures taken by certain governments have been very successful. Uh, but as you probably already know, I was against a lot of those restrictions from the very get-go because I knew what was up, and I knew that this is just uh, pure, pure BS designed to hurt, uh, basically, the young generation, uh, those who are ambitious, because I'm an entrepreneur, and I value entrepreneurship, and this was uh, literally an act of war, not against governments, but against entrepreneurship in general, because you put young people who are healthy and asymptomatic in homes, and then you allow seven-year-olds to walk their dogs. This is just really stupid. So uh, what we saw here uh, was clearly lack of good leadership, uh, the way... Yeah quarantine was handled by leaders. And I'm not just talking about, let's say, the U.S. here. I mean, Trump, I mean, that's a, you know, a very different story. I mean, we can just talk about that and start laughing all, all, for hours and hours probably. But uh, I'm talking about global leadership because I'm aware of this and I'm following the news in various languages, in various countries, and I'm aware of how everything has been in different countries. And what I've seen from global leadership, at least from 12 countries that I am personally in touch with, 
and about 12 presidents that I follow up with on a daily basis. What I've realized so far is that uh, the global leadership lacks substantially. Yeah. And the, uh, you know, the archaic approach of quarantining everybody in their homes in the modern world not only went against humanity and human, uh, basically uh, liberalism, but also was, uh, as you probably have seen, it was actually quite ineffective. And there could have been a lot of better changes and this situation would have been handled a lot better. But hopefully, as the global leaders learn about the situation and the situation you know, gets a little bit better during summer, they will find new ways to handle the problem. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's exactly what I meant. I mean, I, I, well, now, exactly, the global leadership, that's what I meant by you no know, grown-ups in the room, meaning, well, there's nobody, I, I don't see that, right, in, in, in a global scale. Again, I, I'm not arguing country by country, province and states by states. Um, I mean, like, very, very globally. Um, and and now that, that there is another conspiracy here, here that could be made, and that is, well, was it, was it by design or was it just because of incompetence? Well, I would vote for incompetence right now. That's what I would guess. I don't think. Well, because that's the default. I mean, uh, we can yeah. assume incompetence because that's what is being told in the media by the sure. leaders. But then again, that itself cannot be proven by us. Because exactly. in order for it to be uh, assumed to be uh, basically uh, an accident, purely accidental, uh, mm -hmm. then there has to be a, a proof for that, which currently does not exist. So. Uh, this just happened by itself and was politicized is as uh, basically uh, could be as baseless as uh, this actually was uh, planned in advance. Uh, we cannot say anything for now, but I personally uh, believe that because I have actually spent many years studying the Chinese culture and the Chinese strategy. I personally implement many of the strategies that I've learned from the Chinese mentality in my own basically life and business. Uh, but based on what I think so far, things uh, do not seem to, uh, from my point of view, it just seems very uh, weird for it to happen at such an interesting time where we have so many things happening. We have uh, basically, uh, let's say, the uh, trade agreement for China uh, around literally one month before all this happened. Then we have the upcoming election of 2021 uh, and uh, 2020, basically before uh, hopefully in 2021, we're going to have Joe Biden, hopefully in the White House and a few other things that are currently happening. Then, we, we, of course, we are seeing at the country, certain countries that are being uh, allowed to be open. I mean, uh, this just from my point of view, seems like a lot of people have undergone major terror, psychological damage for the sake of changing the world order. Well, probably there was no other way or no easier way probably for certain countries to handle the situation. But from my point of view, uh, as of now, we are seeing things are being developed. Uh, we are seeing things are changing rapidly. Although I'm personally not happy about certain new hotspots, I was very disheartened when I realized Brazil is becoming like a, a new hotspot of the virus uh, very rapidly out of nowhere. Uh, and I uh, definitely feel sorry for all the lives that have been lost as a process. Uh, I genuinely hope that this was all an accident and is just merely being used as a political tool because the idea of living in a world where uh, certain world leaders have no concern for people's lives, well, not necessarily lives because this, of course, uh, was not as deadly, but uh, people's psychological health. Because even though this virus was not very deadly and it was no deadlier than a flu, it was in the, in, in the flu range, in terms of the psychological damage that it caused, I'm pretty sure that uh, no similar uh, disease in the recent history uh, had caused as much psychological angst and difficulty for uh, you know the global citizens as it did uh, in this case with the, the coronavirus. So this idea of living in a world where people's psychological health and peace of mind 
uh, can easily be uh, somehow ignored, and fear uh, and panic and propaganda can be used openly uh, and to interfere with the lives of all people, all people who have the rights to their lives, to their bodies, and where you say, everyone stay at home and don't go out. This just simply breaks my heart, and I really hope that in the future leadership that we will have, uh, we will consider a lot of new ways to deal with such problems in the future so that people's lives, rights, happiness, and peace of mind will not be compromised in this matter that was in this crisis. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. And um, now we're coming to the end of our time uh, for the show. So um, for, the, for the last bit, I, uh, do, where do you see this going? Do you have any um, guesses or at least hopes or, of where this, I mean, you mentioned some of it, but uh, what do you think sh uh, should be done and will be done uh, moving forward? Very well. Thank you very much. Of course, this was supposed to be a short, uh, basically, update regarding coronavirus for our listeners. And uh, I'm very glad that things are now, for the most part, globally under control. Uh, in the U.S., things have been a lot better recently, and uh, things have gotten better, and people have opened up certain uh, businesses, although many experts are warning that early openings could lead to second waves and all that. Uh, but then again, I personally would take all of these uh, things with a, you know, a grain of salt because I just uh, personally uh, assume that a lot of these things are being used to mainly create that fear, uh, not necessarily to protect people's lives. Uh, but at the same time, I really hope that uh, people around the world will uh, use this as an opportunity for personal development and growth. I mean, a lot of us, we were in quarantines for months, uh, not, of course, in all nations, but in many countries around the world. And uh, a lot of people just probably wasted their time during that time, but they could have actually used that time very productively. And I told them at that time that this is going to end, guys. This is going to end. And look at it here right now. So most of the quarantines around the world are now stopping. And... Uh, because of this, a lot of people are now going back to their normal lives, but they probably have lost a good one or two months. So uh, for, for those of us who are not necessarily in power, we can understand that we should not necessarily allow emotions dictate how we feel. So just because everybody is panicking, just because the media is going crazy, that new deadly virus that mutates and kills you like an alien and all those things, we should not necessarily take it very seriously. We have to use our own uh, basically judgment and look at the world with a fresh set of eyes and not be so easily affected by the media that is basically uh, run on fear. That's how, how they make money. They make you scared and they get, get your attention because we are wired this way. And that's how they can actually not only make profit, but also uh, propagate certain political agenda all over the world. So with that being said, uh, I'm very happy that things are at least a bit more manageable right now. And I uh, personally, I'm not uh, going to be, if, if all of this coronavirus thing will ultimately lead to, uh, you know, uh, the leadership uh, in the United States to get back to the Democrats, I personally will be very happy about this matter. And I think that'll be great. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I also believe that using people's happiness, peace of mind, or even lives as means to justify political, you know, uh, agenda, it's just not the right way to horse leadership. And I really hope that if someday something is proven, we will have the right people brought to justice to discuss all these matters to know why they did what they did. But for now, uh, I'm glad that things are at least a little bit better overall, and we'll see hopefully how things will get better. All right. Uh, thanks, Dan, for this quick update. Now, hopefully, moving forward, we, um, we, we, we resume our regular episodes, of course. Uh, but for now, thank you for, for, the, for your time. My pleasure, buddy. And we're going to hopefully wish for our listeners to deal effectively wherever you are in the world. I hope you guys can resolve uh, this problem very soon. And uh, of course, take care of yourself. Uh, practice hygiene because this is still a virus and it's very contagious. 
So try to take care of yourself, follow the, you know, the health guidelines. That doesn't just because this is being used politically, it doesn't mean that it's not real. And just because it's not uh, basically as deadly as we thought, it doesn't mean that it's not necessarily unhealthy or even dangerous. But of course, at the same time, while you follow up with all the medical uh, precautionary measures, at the same time, allow your peace of mind to return to your life, knowing that things are not as tough or as scary as the media would like us to believe. Amazing. Thanks. And uh, thank you guys too for joining us uh, again for this update. Um, hope to see you soon. Stay safe. Take care. Have a good day.